0: welcome to the truth for today podcast with your host joseph franta international minister speaker and bible school instructor stay tuned for today's episode welcome to another podcast of truth for today i am your teacher joseph franta i have been an international minister and missionary for many years, over 37 years. And uh, we're going through the great book of Ephesians. What What a classic book. What a study of who we are in Christ, who Christ is in us, all about the church, some things about the walk of the believer, the walk of the Spirit, a little bit about the end times and a whole chapter devoted to spiritual armor and how to resist the devil and overcome every thing, every fiery dart that he brings against you. So I want to get into this today. I, I need to uh, get to chapter 6 today, so I'm going to try. We're, we're in chapter 4. I'm not going to do a review of chapter 4 of Ephesians, we left off about the old self and putting on the new self and being renewed in the spirit of your mind. One of the most important things for victory in the Christian life is to renew your mind. That's a lifelong process. That's an everyday endeavor of renewing your mind, getting your mind in line with God's word. with his truth and how he uh, looks at you in Christ, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, that, you know, you are your life in Christ. Once you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you. Uh, you're a new creation, uh, but you have to have your mind renewed to think the thoughts of God, to think the thoughts that, God wants you to be operating out of. The Bible says we do have the mind of Christ, and that comes by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. So today, we're going to look into uh, Ephesians 4 and verse 24. Let's go up to verse 23, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self. That's the born-again man, the new creation man, you can put him on by faith and put on the new self, which in the likeness or image of God has been created in righteousness and true holiness or holiness of the truth. You know, your new man, it says we were created in Christ Jesus. Uh, People just kind of read through that and, oh, that's great. But you know, the revelation of that is that we're made out of the same stuff he is. What's in Christ is in us. That's an amazing truth. That he is righteous, holy, he is us. He is the son of God, God manifested in the flesh, the great I am, Jesus Christ, the anointed one. And so we know as a child of God that we were created in Christ Jesus in our spirit man. The Bible says we're spirit, soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, and we're body. Obviously, Obviously, we have a physical body. But the real us is our spirit and our soul. The outward man is our physical body. The inward man, after we've been born again, is made in the image and likeness of God himself. So we're gonna see here in chapter five that we are to be imitators of God. How could you imitate God unless you had the power to do so? So we have been given his Holy Spirit, his life, his resurrection power, his grace, his ability uh, to follow in the steps of Jesus. The Bible talks about following in his steps. How could we possibly follow in the steps of Jesus unless we had the same life, the same divine life, the same ability or power to do so? The Bible says we've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him. So we have his life, his ability, His nature on the inside of us talks about that in 2 Peter 1 that uh, we have the divine nature and uh, it would do well that we would understand what that means. We have the zoe, it is in the Greek, the zoe life of God, the divine life of God on the inside of us. Jesus said, I came that you might have life. He wasn't talking about just natural life. He's talking about his life, spiritual life and that we might have it abundantly. In other words, we might be filled up with the Holy Spirit, filled up with the divine life of God, operating out of the mind of Christ, knowing our true identity in Christ, in Him. We have been made complete. We're not, uh, you know, alone. We're, We're not incomplete creatures on this earth. If we're in Christ, we have his life and his nature and we have his ability on the inside of us. In fact, the Bible says very clearly in Romans chapter 6 that we have union with Christ. If you have been united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly you shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. So, These things we need to understand, and we need to really plunge into these things in the spirit, so to speak, and understand our identity in Christ and uh, all the other things that have to do with redemption. Okay, so now here it says, therefore laying aside falsehood, speak truth each one of you with his neighbor for we are members of one another. So we have joined the family of God. We're members of the body of Christ. We're not all the same member. Your body, uh, which is also, you know, the Bible talks about our body being members of Christ. You know, some are the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the hands, the feet. We're members jointly fit together the Bible says into a dwelling of God in the spirit and so w- the whole body of Christ collectively or corporately is a dwelling of God in other words God's dwelling in the body in the body of Christ and uh, it's it's so powerful when we come together uh, to have a service, As a church, we should always be experiencing the presence of God because we are a dwelling of God in the Spirit. If we're not experiencing the presence of God uh, when we assemble together, then we're missing one of the greatest benefits of being in the body of Christ. So it says, "Here's these next few verses are on Christian conduct. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Now, Jesus did show righteous anger, of course, when he took the uh, scourge or the whip and drove the money changers and the merchandisers out of the temple. But you can be angry about something, but not sin. In other words, not do something contrary to the word of God, contrary to love, contrary to, you know, what is good and perfect. Verse 27, and do not give the devil an opportunity or do not give place to the devil. You know, the Bible says we have an adversary. It says, be be sober, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, but resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. And after you have successfully resisted and stood your ground, after you have suffered for a little, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, shall himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so, there is a perfecting process in Your life as a Christian, yes, you are the righteousness of God. Yes, you are a new creation. Yes, you have sonship, and you're a son or daughter of the Most High God. But there has to be a work of the Spirit going on in our lives to perfect what God is doing on the inside of us to develop and mature us in Christ. We are to grow up in all aspects into him. All aspects. You mean we can be like Jesus? Absolutely. Don't ever buy the lie that, oh, Jesus is just, you know, out of reach for anybody to be like him. No, because Jesus is living on the inside of us. Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So we see that (coughs) Jesus is actually our Savior, our Lord, but also In Hebrews chapter 2, he's our older brother. He calls himself as one among the brethren. And uh, so our older brother, Jesus, is working with us until every part of us is glorified inside of us to conform to the image of Christ. That's what it says in Romans 8, that we have been called, predestined and called to be conformed to the image of Christ, to be made like him in our thought life, our speech, and our actions. That doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means that the perfect one is on the inside of us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So you have perfection on the inside of You and we're learning how to yield to His Spirit at all times so that we'll have the proper response to our circumstances and to life's situations and challenges. Oh, I'm so happy that Jesus lives in me, He's changed me so much. I became a Christian in 1974. And uh, I've been walking with the Lord for a long time. And, you know, many times I, I I needed his help. In fact, every day I need his help. And he helped me. And he lifted me up and encouraged me. He promoted me. He He gave me many, many opportunities in life that maybe I never would have had, probably never would have had. I've had the opportunity of traveling around the world for 37 years, five continents, many countries, and repeatedly going back to these countries and helping to build up the body of Christ, teach and train people, help people, counsel with people, instruct people. What a privilege it is to be a part of the family of God worldwide. Oh, It's wonderful to know Jesus. And of course, Paul talks about his determined purpose. Well, first of all, Paul said, the goal of our instruction is love. So we ought to be growing up in all aspects into him, which is, number one, the love walk. And then we should grow up in all aspects into him, who is the head of the church, Jesus Christ. So we're to have his thoughts his attitudes his responses to life not reactions not uh, you know trying to live life in our own power ability no we we live we let Christ live through us we're his instruments you know if you've ever played an instrument you know instruments don't play themselves they they're played by someone. Well, we are vessels of God. We're his instruments. And so to speak, he wants to play us. He wants to use us in this life as a f- expression of him to all those people that we are around, that we would manifest the sweet aroma of Christ to the people around us, that we would be a, his light to them, his voice to them, his love to them, his encouragement to them. You know, it's a privilege to walk with Christ. And as we yield to the Holy Spirit within us, Christ lives through us. The only person that can really live the Christian life is Jesus Christ. And he'll live it through you as you depend on him and yield to him every single day you must learn to yield because that's the secret of victory in the Christian life so do not give the devil an opportunity do not give place to the devil we have total authority over him Jesus said behold I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall injure you So you are the devil's master. He's under your feet. We've been raised up with Christ and seated with Him in heavenly places. We're not indebted to live by the flesh, but we are privileged to live by the Spirit and to operate not only in the power of the Spirit, but in the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Those are the fruit of someone walking in the Spirit. And so that is what makes life so wonderful, learning to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Verse 28, And he who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor performing with his own hands what is good so that he will have something to share with him who has need. And so today, um, we need to realize that God is our source. If ever there was a chance, uh, opportunity to walk in Total faith in God, it's in this hour. We don't need to look to man in any area of our lives because Jesus, the Jesus who lives on the inside of us, is more than enough. He is Jehovah, Jireh. He is El Shaddai. He is the all sufficient one. He said in uh, the book of John, <clears throat> in chapter 8 of John, that he was the I am. You know, in in Exodus 3, when God is conversing with Moses, he said, I am that I am. He said, who should I tell them is sending me to deliver them from Egypt? And he said, tell them I am is sending you. I think that's one of the most powerful names that God has has. I am. And then he, later on, to make it even clearer to Moses, he said, I am that I am. <laughs> he never had a beginning. He'll never have an end. He just is. God is. His word is. Truth is. It's never going to change. He said, I, the Lord, change not. So you have an indestructible life living on the inside of you as a Christian. The Bible says, you have an endless life, an everlasting life, living on the inside of you, in the person of Jesus Christ, in the person of the Holy Spirit. So now, it tells us, it gives us some practical truth on work ethic, and that we should labor, labor. That's work. You know, life is labor and it's work. It's labor to have a good marriage. It's labor to have fruitful children. It's labor to be successful at your job. It's labor to keep your uh, wits about you in perilous times. It's labor to choose the right thoughts to respond from in different circumstances in life. But here he's talking about the labor of the hands and talking about the labor economically in your life so that you'll have something to share with those who are in need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. You know, the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So our words are either bringing life or bringing death. And we're going to eat the fruit of our own words. It's Very important, the words that we choose and that we choose them wisely because words are containers and they contain either death or life. We're either speaking life over our situation or death. And that is very important, and I wish I had more time to go into the power of words because uh, it's there's so many Proverbs, so many verses in the Bible about it. The Bible says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness or perfect standing, right standing with God. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Words are important. They'll bring you salvation, deliverance, and prosperity. And now it says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification. The word edification means building up people. According to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Let your words bring life, encouragement, inspiration, and instruction to people and not be critical or judgmental of people. Verse 30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit's living on the inside of us. And we should really try to not grieve the Holy Spirit or quench the Holy Spirit, cut him off. We should be yielded to the Holy Spirit and submissive to the Holy Spirit and let him lead us and guide us and control us and really possess us, the Holy Spirit of God. He's on the inside of you the helper, the counselor, the standby, the strengthener, the intercessor. He's on the inside of you to communicate to you all that you need to know. He's the one that brings us the mind of Christ. He's the one that strengthens us inwardly. We're to be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might in the inward man. The Holy Spirit is the voice of God to us. The Holy Spirit is God's voice. The more sensitive you are to honoring the Holy Spirit, the more He will speak to you. The more He will guide you, instruct you, and show you the way that you should go. He's the one that gives revelation. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of revelation. He's the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. So he'll give you more revelation than you could even imagine of the Lord Jesus Christ and of his work on the cross, his redemptive work. The revelation of redemption the revelation of righteousness, the revelation of the new creation, who you are in Christ, they all come from the Holy Spirit using the Word of God and giving you revelation of the Word and of the mind of God about your true identity in Christ, that you're a priest and a king and you're more Than a conqueror. You're a full fledged child of God, a full fledged son or daughter of the Most High God with an inheritance, with eternal salvation and eternal security. Let me just mention this because it's in this verse. Verse 30 Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. We grieve Him with our words our attitudes when they're not in line with with God's word God's attitudes do not grieve the holy spirit of god by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption that word sealed it's very much like a mark that god impresses on our life When we're born again, he seals us with the Holy Spirit of promise. Go back to Ephesians 1 and verse 13. In Ephesians 1 verse 13, In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, You were sealed with Him or sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise. The idea here is the Holy Spirit is given as a down payment of our inheritance. The Holy Spirit is the earnest, the down payment of our inheritance. He is God, the Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit has sealed us, marked us, that we belong to another. We belong to Jesus Christ. I want to read that again so you can see it. Verse 13, in him, in Christ, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having also believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit is a small portion, is a small portion of our inheritance. If the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance, what must the rest of the inheritance be? It's amazing. That's about all the time we have for today. I thank you for tuning in again. We're going through this great book that shows us who we are in Christ, all about our identification, all about who God is in us, all about the body, the glorious church. Thank you again. Have a great day. And may the blessings of God overtake you. In Jesus' name, amen.